Hey fellow riders, it's your host Rusty James. It is Friday, November 13, 2015, and this is The Ride. Good morning everybody, can you hear what is hitting my windshield? <laughs> Other than the than the mirror that I slammed the phone into. Can you hear that? That is snow. First day of major, I'm not gonna call this major snow because it's not really, it's more like sleet, but it's definitely not rain. And I am actually very thrilled about something here. You know, you can look at the storm that you're going through. We've had wind storms crazy for the last couple days. Yeah, you know, 50 mile per hour winds, just solid. It's a little unnerving. Oh, here we go. Now we're getting some definite sleet or... This is called bouncy snow. It's like little BBs of hail slash snow. Wow, this is weird. It's like driving through that Dots ice cream that you can get at the at the mall. That's exactly what's all over the road. It's like little white dots everywhere. So anyway, the thing I'm happy about, I almost felt like it was a blessing, is that I think the wind is gonna die down now. And we're gonna get a little bit of sun over the weekend. So actually, I think this, this uh, little bit of snow we're getting, and now it's kind of turned into rain. So it's just on the edge. I don't think it's going to be sticking around or sticking on the ground, really. Because we're supposed to have, I think, 50-some degree weather over the weekend and sunny. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. We have some friends coming out. But anyway, the thing I liked, I, I told my wife the other day, you know, you can look at this windstorm as just unrelenting. It's loud and boisterous and rattling the shingles on the house. Seriously, the actual siding of the house is like, and I'm like, yeah, 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 but it seems to be holding together just fine. So, so it's like a barking dog, but no bite. But I told her, you know, I'm grateful right now because, you know, it had been in the high 30s, low 40s with all this wind. Imagine what it would have been like if it was in the 20s with snow. So, I mean, if it's going to do that kind of crazy wind, and we're up on a high hill, so it's already more windy there than, you know, anywhere else, seems like. I'd rather have all this stuff get blown through before we get the snow. So, uh, I was celebrating... The goodness of God right there and you know what I'm celebrating the goodness of God right here as I'm driving through dots now I've got a decision to make very very soon this is this is calling me to step up my game because for a while I've been hesitant on what to get for snow removal on our property because we've got a long driveway really long and uh, I need to get that thing clear when bad weather comes and 
my little one stage okay for the suburbs snowblower ain't gonna cut it I'm gonna get have to get the beefiest hog you can find and I've found some nice beefy ones to take care of a big driveway but I'm kind of torn because I'll let you in on a little secret my wife said Man, if we could find a tractor with a snowplow on it, or a snowblower on it, that would be excellent. Ding, 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 ding. That's all she had to say. I'm on tractor duty right now. But, you know, I, uh, I'm not just some dumb guy who wants to spend a bunch of money for the sake of spending money, because I have been fairly wise with my cashola. And I keep... You know, I, we have 13 acres, not a whole lot, but enough that we could someday do a small farm, and I'm kind of anticipating that, and a tractor would be really handy for some of the things you'd want to do, and we have hay, so if I wanted to hay myself, I'd have to have the implements to do it, and it's probably cheaper to hire somebody out to do it, to be honest, but... But hey, but hey, um, if you can find some implements and you already have the tractor, then it might be kind of fun. I don't know. Farmers are probably listening to me like, you don't, you don't, you don't even know, dude. Fun. Wake up at five in the morning every day to milk and to get the feed and to start the plowing and then crawl into bed at. 10:30, do that for four months straight and see what you see what you think about that well I have to, one thing to say first of all I respect farmers they do a very hard job and they don't get paid enough and we shouldn't be all over their case for the cost of grain and all and things like that because a lot of that is out of their hands in fact it pretty much is out of their hands but they do the job and we sit back and eat their cereal. Well, thing is, fine for you farmers. You do your thing, you enjoy it, Just stay with it. I like, I like my thing, I'm gonna do that. But I kinda like the idea of having a uh, small farm. So anyway, that's the direction I would like to go. I believe that's the direction I wanna go. And a, and a tractor would be very helpful. I have a friend at work who's also good with money. And he needed to cut down a tree, or no, a tree fell on his property, and he had to cut it up. Well, he didn't have a chainsaw, or not a very good chainsaw. The one he had was just junk, uh, a cheapy model that he had for years. And he really needed to get another one. Well, he had his eye on a medium type chainsaw and he wanted to respect his family and you know not blow a lot of money but his wife said to him one day something like um, well what one you know what chainsaw are you thinking about and then he told her and then she said well what chainsaw would you like and he said well it's this one it's a steel over here uh, steel is a brand and uh, she said well you know if it's a good one get it 
Ding, 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 ding. I only need to say it once. But then he was smart. <laughs> he was smart, smart too. He said, you know, let's not get it now. We don't need to get it now. I'm going to rent one just to take care of this tree business. And then we'll, we'll make a decision later. I thought that was pretty mature of him. You know. In my case, I've got to figure out something before winter. I've looked at tractors that have been sale, um, been on sale on Craigslist, and um, I've even gone somewhere where uh, I checked one out, a smaller tractor. In fact, it, it's a, it's like a lawn tractor that a snowblower could attach to, but I kind of want to step up to the higher, to the higher one. I have my eye on something that has a cab, but you know when you have a cab. You might as well just add 10000 to it. But that's what I have my eye on. So I didn't really have a real plan to know what we we're going to talk about today, but I always know that the Lord will meet us where we need to be. You know what I mean? We are the church. We don't have to wait for a sermon. We live a sermon. We speak a sermon. You know what I'm saying? I just drive by a place that has a bunch of tractors. Well, hello. A couple tractors with some snowblowers on them. But today, today, I just had a thought a minute ago. You know, I could preach on preparation, getting ready for winter, and, and how we need to be prepared for the next thing the Lord has for us. I don't think that's it. I know what it is. I think that that tractor is an excessive thing, really, for me. I don't see myself using it to the potential that it could offer me. And it's, you know, it's like a car, it's a car payment what it is a seven-year all you have to do is think about this whatever I would consider getting it's about a seven-year car payment on a nice car okay so that's the value so you in your mind think about can you afford another car payment <clears throat> for a nice car let's say a $25,000 car that spread over seven years 84 months that's what that thing would mean to me well, I don't really want another car payment. I'm living the Dave Ramsey life. I don't care if I can afford the payment. Can I afford the thing? And, you know, unless I'm going to get a lot of bang out of that, it might not be worth doing. I might want to spend only a couple grand, which I realize is a lot, but I'm going to probably need to spend about that much if I just get a one of those big hogs of a snowblower that can do the job. So, tractor, snowblower, big money, uh, medium money, used, new, all these decisions, you know, I don't really want to make the wrong decision. I know I'm going to need to make a decision. My path pretty much directs that I make a decision. I need to make a decision. I guess there is a decision I can make. Or I, I could say, well, no, I'm not going to make a decision. I don't need to make a decision. Well, then you've made a decision. You know what that is? To use your little single-stage suburb snowblower. The one that it would take probably four hours to do the driveway. By the time you're done, you got to start again. I don't think that's going to fly. 
So a decision not made is a decision. In my case, that non-decision is not an option. I have got to make a decision. So we are in life and we have decisions every day. I was reading the book All In by Mark Batterson and there was a comment he made. He had watched the movie uh, We Bought a Zoo, I think it was, the Matt Damon one. And there's a part of the title, the subtitle is something like, you know, you can change your life with tw with 20 seconds of an insane decision or something like that. Well, some of us are at a point in our life where we are at that decision. 20 seconds is all it takes for a little bit of insanity, meaning something so far out different from what your normal is that, uh, you know, you could call it insane. Obviously, in this case, it was a good thing. That the decision he made was a good thing. But, you know, your decision to serve the Lord, to, to become a Christian, that's a 20-second insane decision compared to, you know, the life before. You know, that decision to call the woman who will eventually be your wife and who became your wife, that, that first call, that first date, insane decision. 20 seconds of insanity can change your whole direction. Well, some of us are at that kind of decision. Now, I'm not. My snowblower thing won't, you know, change my life one way or the other unless I, you know, get something that allows me to do it really fast and maybe I start doing my neighbors because I want to bless them and, and then, who knows, maybe they come to know the Lord and that's insane. Or, you know, maybe that's my snowblower decision might have something to do with an insane change somehow. Who knows? But many are at a crossroads in their life. You know I've been harping a little bit on marriages that are on the, on the skids. Well, maybe your insane decision is to swallow that pride of yours and say, look, to the other person, I have not been thinking properly. We need to work together through this instead of apart. That's an insane decision. That could change your whole marriage. That could restore a marriage. You know, sometimes these insane decisions don't seem like all that. They don't seem like all that important, maybe. But they could change the course of your life. But I guess I'm focusing on, I guess not the kind of decisions that you know, we make and we don't think that they're all that big. No, no, I'm actually wanting us to focus on the decision that is obvious, we're making it obvious, it's outside of our comfort level, obvious, it's crazy to even think to make that decision, and yet the decision is made. So those, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, I guess. So do you have any of those? Maybe you're thinking about a, a job offer you've been offered in another state or maybe even another country. Now that would be an insane thing. But maybe in your heart you've always felt like that country has called you. Maybe this is the answer. Maybe this is an answer. Maybe the woman that you know you're to marry 
has said no for the fifth time to a date, and yet you know in your heart that she's the one, and if she only knew you, it would only take one date for her to realize that you're to be together. The insane decision might be to continue to pursue. Maybe it's a child that's getting ready to go to college, and you have the money to do the, the local community college, but an opportunity rose where there was a scholarship at a school that you know would be a better fit, you know would be a better opportunity for that child, that college student. But there's distance there or maybe a higher cost. Who knows? That could be an insane decision. What do you do when you've got these things? I mean, it's just, it would require us to not think. It requires, you know, other people can make decisions like that about their life, but when it's your own deal, when when your stuff is on the line, your money and your time and your what seems to be your whole life is on the line, that decision, that insane decision, there's a high cost, a high cost. But a lot of times, the reason we're contemplating it is because though there is a high cost, the payback could be immense. You could get the girl of your dreams. Your child could get that opportunity at the college of their dreams. That job offer in that far off place might open up opportunities that would never have opened up. So you contemplate them because there is a payback that you envision. But what do you do? How do you make a decision like that? I think what I do and would recommend we all do is consult the best life coach there is. And that's God Almighty. I really know, and you should know this by now too, if you are honestly wanting to seek His will for your life, I don't think you can make a mistake. Not really. Not in the spirit. We can make mistakes in the natural. We can make a decision based on what we feel in the spirit. And it might not be apparent that it's the right thing or the wrong thing. I believe if we're trying to honor God and we make decisions, even insane crazy ones, that we feel are honoring to our Father, I believe He honors them and somehow He makes them work out. Remember married people, you need to do this together with your spouse when you're going into an insane decision. It needs to be a unified choice. Married couples need to prefer the other person. That's kind of part of the deal, too. So a lot of times, the other spouse, I'll just call them the other spouse, is one who might be looking at things a different way and offering some, some things to think about before you do that insane choice. It's always good to have that. And, you know, the great thing about it is when you are in tune with your spouse and you're you're really wanting to be in unity, there are certain things that are going to happen, certain choices that can be made that you might have been freaked out about in the past and you bring it to the other person and, and you know what? it's You think it's an insane thing, but they think, you know what? I know it's insane, but you know what? I think that's something we're supposed to be doing. That kind of confirmation is really, it's from God, because the spouse is from the Lord. So what are some insane things you got to think about, decide about? I encourage you to go before our King, 
our wise Lord who knows the very thing you're contemplating. And he even knows what's going to happen with that thing. I'd say he's probably the best person to consult. The Word of God, when you get into it, you'll see examples that are similar to yours. And there are plenty of them where people make an insane decision and they're trusting God. And God comes through and makes major benefit happen. The payoff is there. You read the story of Esther. Find out what kind of insane decision she had to do. Esther, read that story. So get into the Word and find out where God has been faithful to those who've made insane decisions. We don't want to live just a milk toast life, Christians. We want to live excessive beyond our own self, which means we have to trust God. And that's the way it's meant to be. If we trust God like that, then those insane decisions, we're going to get more and more of them. And we're going to, we're going to look like to the world like, what is going on with this guy? He's just doing these crazy things but you know somehow he's getting he's walking in some form of a favor that I don't understand and that's when you go in and say well you know what it's this relationship I have with God that is helping me get through these things and giving me the boldness to make these decisions you want boldness you want boldness do you want boldness today well then you get before your Lord and say give me some boldness show me in the word where I can get some boldness I want boldness I want to make these decisions that are radical radical insane decisions because I want the glory of God to be all up in here all right and you stay in peace and you love those who persecute you I said love you pray for them but you also love them too and expect God to give you a boldness you've never had before when you're on your knees before him and asking him for the favor of the Lord as you make insane decisions. And I will see you on the flip.